You're talking sports. It's the matchup. Nikki, here was Izzy. Yo, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Season 3, episode 41. And I don't know why I even have to tell y'all, but you know what it is. This is the season 3 finale. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm scratching at the bit. I'm scratching at my neck, and it's not because of what I'm wearing right now. If you're not watching the YouTube channel, get on it. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Check us out. We're doing this live and in person for y'all today. Got a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. But Mick, Mickey, do you, uh, do you feel the energy in the air, my guy? I just, I just need, I just need to feel it through the screen right now. Talk to me. Talk to you, nice. Now, just like you said, welcome back. This is the season finale <laughs> of the Mickey Zizzy Podcast, season three, bigger and better. Um, once again, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation and G43. Go check them out on the YouTube and online at PinnacleSup.com. Now, Mr. Zizzy, we all here. Fancy, I'm rocking the seas. You know, we've talked about a little bit uh, like that. But you might have to call me Drip Bayless because I don't lose. Oh, baby. Oh, he's got the warning song. Oh, talk to him. Talk to him. For people, dude, I wish that, like, people could know how long these wing shoes have been like a part of just your overall getup because these things are legendary and I, I love them. I have the, I wish I should have put on the wing socks. I should have <laughs> wing socks. It would have been perfect. would have been perfect. Yes, it is. I were flying into the season finale. No pun intended there. Um, but we are super excited. Like we said, we are brought to you by, uh, by Pinnacle Supplementation. Go check them out. But before we do anything, we will be talking uh, a little NBA fight, uh, playoffs. We've got to talk those playoffs. And then we'll get into all the awards for this year. And y'all, we're doing it live. And we'll get more into that. But Mr. Zizzy, kick us off with your person of the week. Oh, for, you know, my person of the week. I mean, I, I did win the bracket challenge. You know, it, it is a thing, but because of that, you know, we got our sponsor, Pinnacle Supplementation, out here with the protein powder, the chocolate protein powder. And let's let's just shout out the main man, Wiley. I mean, this this stuff not only is it helping me reach my pinnacle, not only is it the beautiful supplementation, the wellness needs that we talk about every time that we do an intro, it actually tastes delicious. It it tastes amazing. You know, the chocolate protein. I'm a big sucker for chocolate in general, but I mean, this, this got me ready to work out every single morning. Every, I'm not just telling y'all to tell y'all. I, I mean this. I, I sincerely mean it. I love this stuff. I can't wait to keep, uh, to get through this and then keep buying more, but, uh, shout out Pinnacle Supplementation, shout out, uh, Wiley and big heavy on the sponsors to start the episode, start the finale. I don't care, but sometimes it me it matters. I, I love it. That's you that's need it. Yes. He is one of our biggest sponsors. We love supporting him. And I am really excited to try the chocolate right now. I'm still on the vanilla grind because I actually just finished one container today. Got to crack open that other one. I think I did like the big bundle deal. One one of the like deals. I forget what it was for. Had to go check that out. But I know chocolate's on the uh, on the waiting list on deck. Yes, but sir. my person of the week is one of the coworkers, Mr. John Long. He is a co-assistant uh, track coach with me. And he is a elementary teacher. We went golfing. For, uh, I think, my second time of the year. But, you know, it's just one hey. of those things where you really like to celebrate those people who don't judge you how bad you are at golf. Like, I am horrendous. And I've started off really bad. But, like, I've had – I'm better than what I was. But I get in dark places. Like, I mean, he could definitely tell you I went 10, 11, and 12 uh, last week. And I went to a dark place. I was like, man, 
this is real bad golf. And for someone just to support you and try to try to coach you well. And overall, he's an awesome coach. He is always learning the game and the sport of track and just has everything and everything. If you need blender bottles, chargers, this, he's the most prepared coach in person I've ever met. So person of the week, Mr. John Long. Well, first off, um, I got to say, I got to ask, like, it, does he coach jumping? Is he long jump coach? Oh, he is. Like, what, 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 <laughs> oh, come on. Come on oh, it would have been perfect. I'm just saying, absolute perfect setup with the name. But aside from that, we love it. Got to love fellow coaches, fellow co-workers. Even shouting out a lot of them. Mickey, how many new friends are making, man? Hey, I love hey, it. We out here just people need hey, to be celebrated. <laughs> got all that going on. But, yeah, especially, like, I, I understand the golfing woes. That, that gets everybody, I think, from time to time. But you got to have the right people around you make you enjoy the time, make you not hate it as much, make you get through that moment. So we appreciate that. And then, of course, everything else along with it. But shout out John. John Long, man. We love rhymes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get into that award talk, I know that's what everyone's waiting for, but we have to update the people on the NBA playoffs. Y'all, it's one of the biggest times of the year. So all we're going to do is we're going to digest every game, not too in-depth. We're going to kind of say our piece about who we think is going to take it. And I'm going to start in the West. Nuggets, Timberwolves, Yank. This is easy. It's Nuggets all the way. They just went up 2-0 tonight. They're, they got an easy draw. The Timberwolves had to fight their way into the tournament and themselves. And this is a great warm-up series for the Nuggets before they go play the potential champions in the next uh, round. But Nuggets, easy, hands down. I mean, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're up 15 right now at halftime. I'm looking to go up 2-0. I that's believe they'll close that out. Yeah, I believe they'll close that out. Um Timberwolves, I mean, you gotta give them you gotta give them some credit and some resolve for being able to fight through the play-in tournament, even after taking that loss uh, to the Lakers in the first game. I mean, to claw back from that and fight through the adversity. I mean, you give them respect, but nobody expects them to win this win this series, regardless if they were to get Gobert back and everybody back from injury and everybody be fully healthy. I just think the better team here is the Denver Nuggets. And yeah, the last thing I say about it, like I, I can name off, I can name drop Anthony Edwards, right? They got a lot of potential, right? They got Cat, they got Rudy Gobert, but they're the number one seed for a reason. And this series, they're gonna show it. They're gonna show that hey, like you're the eighth seed, go sit down. We gotta get prepared for the next matchups versus the teams that are actually playoff or uh, final contenders. Um, anything else about that one? I mean, we spit facts, but we also like to talk about narratives. And I mean, the Nikola Jokic narrative is that he's a potential third, uh, three, three years in a row MVP, like third straight MVP. I don't think he will this year. Yeah. I think it goes to Embiid. Absolutely. I'm just saying he's been in the conversation all year for that. But then everybody brings up the whole playoff debate. What does he do for you in the playoffs? Are they going to be out in the first round semifinals? What's it going to be? I think this is a statement series for him and for the team as a whole. I mean, it, do I think that it really changes the result of what we were talking about before? No, but I do like where they're starting. Yeah, 100%. We're going to move on to the 4-5 matchup. The Suns versus the Clippers and Yank. This is a Western Conference final in itself. Kawhi, and granted, we're watching. The series is tied 1-1. That's when we're recording this. Um, It's 1-1. This is a series. Kawhi is looking like the Kawhi Leonard of old, right? We, I, I will personally admit that I've written Kawhi Leonard off. I'm like, all right, you know, the injuries, he's never actually played a whole series, like a whole season, da-da-da-da-da, and he's coming out mid-range jumper crazy. 
defense crazy. They're playing without Paul George right now. But since that Paul George, since he's not playing, I got to give to the Suns. And yeah, they dropped the one, right? They kind of got slapped in the face like, oh, snap, we really got to play our best basketball. And Devin Booker's hot, right? CP3 doesn't have to shoot the ball. He can just facilitate the basketball. KD is such an offensive threat. He is very, very fun to watch playing basketball. And there's some hate about DeAndre Ayton, but Ayton's going to take care of the Clippers, right? Zubak is down there um, at center for him. So, I mean, end all, be all, I'm still taking the Suns. They're still my favorite coming out of the West just because of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Ayton, and pretty much the big four that you want to call it. And I think KD starts taking it over. And the thing is, the book can go drop 30 and be the the Robin in this situation. So, I got Suns and six. I, I think it is going to be close because they're going to win one in L.A. And because it's the Kawhi Leonard effect. But I think not having Paul George, I think he may come back. But I just don't think there's enough firepower there. Yeah, and I mean, I'd agree with you even down to the games. I mean, I think it'll be Suns and six on this one. Um, I think, honestly, when you look at it, like, obviously, there is names and everything. But you just do the comparison across the board, right? Like Durant, Booker, Paul, Ayton. I like more than Paul George, Kawhi, and Russell Westbrook at this point. And they're I just, and whether or not that's because I believe so much of NKD, I mean, it, it, that's, I am biased with that, but I believe he's one of the best in the world, top two, probably top three when fully healthy. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I think that that first game was just more about effort. I mean, Russell Westbrook going and getting the offensive rebounds, making those extra effort plays. It, th- those are big time. And I think having him on the roster, especially being somebody that is very, very familiar with KD's game, practice against him for years, was a teammate with him for years. I mean, you can see that he's able to frustrate KD on the court a little bit more than other opponents would be on the defensive end. However, I just I, I think it's going to be too much firepower at the end without the Clippers being fully healthy. You don't have Paul George. It's just it, I. I can't say I was going to, I would write off Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Has he not been on the court? Yes. It's the low management issue. Always a thing with him. But when he's on the court, he is absolutely dominant and he's electric on both ends of the, um, both ends of the ball. I mean, offensive, defensive, he can get it done for you against the best of the best watching him and KD go back and forth one-on-one. He drops 38 points in game one. I mean, this is Kawhi of old. I will say, Anybody that can hold a basketball and make it look like an iPhone mini, like, I mean, it, they, I guarantee, I guarantee they got some skill with it. So gotta, gotta love seeing everybody back, but I'm with you. I think the Suns will take it in the end. Hey, I did forget to bring up Russell Westbrook and he still is a hall of fame player. He's still a fantastic oh, yeah. player. I just think he, he he's not a shooter. He's a guy that's going to go hustle to get the boards, get the assists, like let him drive. He still has a decent layup package, dunk package. It's just his outside shooting and range shooting ain't it. And that's just really hard when you go from being the dude, I mean, an MVP, a triple-double machine. you got to know your role and just facilitate the basketball and just keep on with the effort. I think he's going to – he does excel in all those except for the shooting, right? So, yeah, I mean, you win the you win game one and he goes 4-19 from the floor. Yeah. Three I mean, that, that tells you enough in itself, but – at the same time, I don't think they win that game without his defense and extra effort plays and all that. So, like you said, there's different ways that you can impact the game. It doesn't always have to be shooting the ball. Um, I think he's capable of doing it, but will he do it on a consistent basis? I don't know. I feel like that's been his issue with his recent teams in the last five years or so. 
A hundred percent. That's the thing. He's just been traded left and right. I mean, could this be a home? Maybe for him, but he definitely got to change up his role uh, the older he gets. If it helps, if it if anything helps, he seems to uh, shoot the ball better in these revenge games when he's going against like an ex teammate or something that he like like when he goes when he played against the Lakers right before the end of the season, all of a sudden can make every three. When he played in game one, he, yeah, he struggled, but he was making three-pointers. Like, his three-point shot all of a sudden shows up, and it doesn't make sense, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, moving on to the 3-6 matchup. That is the Sacramento Kings versus the Warriors. Now, Zizzy, if you told me, if we were to quarter this before the playoffs, I said Warriors in six. Now, light the Beam. The most <laughs> exhilarating team to watch right now is the Sacramento Kings. They shoot the lights out of the basketball and they don't play defense. Now, when I watch them, it's all about you try to outshoot us. And they're saying that against Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is a rise into the occasion. Now, Yank, you can have a bad game once in a while. Steph Curry will cook. And once, once they get back home and they're going to leave him open or, you know, let Clay Thompson, et cetera, get open, let it talk, right? But just that seeing all the Kings fans so happy and the beam being lit and like De'Aaron Fox is the clutch player of the year, right? Keegan Murray's doing a little bit of work. Um, it's a bonus. Um, all around, they're playing team basketball and they're just a team that just plays efficient offense. And at the end of the day, they said, all right, you're going to try to outscore us. We're going to play the harder defense. And the Warriors are definitely lower on uh, this year in defensive efficiency. Okay, so the Kings are really thriving off that. Now, the last thing I will bring up is the Draymond Green base suspended for game three for stomping on him. I know there's some controversy because Sabonis grabbed the ankle. It's kind of a twist up, and he just went full on stomp. Now, Yank, let's look at his track record. How many times has he been uh, suspended for a game in the playoffs, right, or in general? A lot. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, I see you've been pulled over, sir, four times for speeding. Sorry, I'm not going to let you off with a warning. Here's a big ticket for the exact time you were speeding, right? It's the same thing here in the NBA. It's like, dude, you haven't changed. We've suspended you, suspended you. Sorry. We probably could have let this one go, but based on your track record, we got to suspend you. Will it hurt them? Not as much as I think people think. I think the Warriors come bounce back. I think Steph Curry goes off for like 40, 40 plus, and the Warriors win the next game. But if anything, Kings in seven. Because they ain't losing. They ain't losing at home to the Warriors. So I'm having the Sacramento Kings upset the defending champs. You know, I mean, it's tough after they build a 2-0 lead to sit here and say anything different. I will say this is this is going to be an amazing series. I think it does go seven. I, hope. Um, I think that the Warriors championship pedigree will prevail. I do believe the Warriors will win in seven. And they they're going to win in Sacramento in Game Seven. That will be obviously the only um, road game that they win in this series. Um, it's been questionable watching them on the road this season, and that's something that definitely is is worrisome. Um, but I also think that when you just look at this series in general, right? I, I know that we're talking about losing Draymond Green for Game Three. I'm with you. I think that actually. I don't believe that he should be suspended for game three. Um, I don't, I know that there's a history thing and they can say all they want about that, like accounting for the suspension, but like this is the playoffs now. 
like that, like you're now deciding in a way or influencing the result of a series by not allowing the best players for each team to be on the court. That's kind of how I look at this because the foul that you're suspending that him for wasn't enough of a foul to suspend them. You're now using past behavior when he got ejected in the game. He didn't play the rest of the game. They ended up losing that game because when he got off, went off the floor, they can't play defense anymore. Uh, to me, that's a punishment enough in this scenario, in this scenario. Um, enough, uh, but aside from that, I think the Warriors bounce back. I think they win both games at home to make this a series, and then it's going to go back and forth down to the wire. I just, I believe at some point, this is the first time the Sacramento Kings have been in the playoffs in 16 seasons. The Warriors are defending champions. At some point, that championship pedigree has to show up. At some point, like you said, Steph Curry's got to go off. The refs have been letting them play a physical series. Steph Curry's getting held on the sidelines trying to run around people and screens and stuff. So we'll see if it continues, especially after the antics where there's people coming to Draymond's defense and they're blaming the referee crew. I'm I'm interested to see how the refing goes the next few games, but still I I think that they will come back and still get this done, surprisingly. When Draymond had the foul when he was uh in the NBA finals back in the day against LeBron James game five, yes. I want to say twenty fifteen. Yes. Was that a foul? Didn't he like get kicked in the you know where? Because he was shooting. Yeah, and he like he like swatted him and yeah. So is that the same thing then, right? Should he not have No, been- because in this in this point I would say no, just because Sabanis also had a role in this one. Whereas in that one it was just like there was a play and LeBron was literally like stepping over him, like getting out of the way, but still part of the play. Whereas in this one, Sabanis went out of his way to hold Draymond's leg or ankle or however you want to view it. But I would say he definitely went out of his way to impede um, Draymond's movement, which I'm not going to say Draymond Green did not stomp on him because he definitely came down with an extra force that didn't need to be there. But at the same time, I could also see like he went to go take a step and start jogging and you like kind of get held up. You could trip and easily like come back down. Not saying that's what he did. I'm just saying like it's hard to how how he explained it, like step out of the way in that scenario. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, it is tough. I get it. I don't think but I think I think the suspension is questionable. And they're doing it because of the base. Just in that scenario, just because yeah. it's the play. Like, if you're in the regular season, whatever else, if you want to make a point using past behavior and make them not play, I get it. But, like, it's a playoff game, man. It's a I playoff. This is defending it. champions. They are – their defensive efficiency drops, like, 20% when he's off the court. And their road games. I mean, you're saying a lot of things to the King side. I mean, they're – road game has been awful all year i get that it's championship pedigree but the kings are hot they have like they have nothing to lose to go upset this team and they're up 2-0 this is exactly where they want to be they're lighting the beam right in the beam call it rainbow road like let's go sacramento i like this they are dangerous they are dangerous and they might be the best offensive team right now in the NBA, like just like they're hot, they're yeah, efficiency, they're hot. Yes. Um, it's just like I like I, I it's got to come down at some point that I got to see the experience, I got to see it play through because they're about to go on the road in Golden State. That's one of the toughest places to play in the in the entire league. So if they're able, if they're able to prove that, 
and prove to me that they can get it done, then sure. But I'm all I'm not sold that they're going to get it done in game three. I know you're saying like without Draymond and I'm talking about the defensive. Well, I didn't think that the Grizzlies stood a chance without John Morant. And we're about to talk about that game, too. But I'm just saying I didn't think that would be a thing. And they went out and handled business. So Warriors can do the same thing. Let's talk about that. Let's go Grizzly Lakers. Now, the seven seed is scary. You're the two seed. You're supposed to get somebody who's not as good, right? You're supposed to be a no-brainer, winning five, you know, gentlemen sweep. The Lakers are scary. They're playing some of their best basketball, except for tonight. Dylan Brooks, go talk that talk. Now, getting in the face, is that crossing the line? Is that classless? We won't get into that debate. Oh, man. But nah, Dylan I love Brooks it. I was love all that. up I in there. Say. LeBron was talking back to, like, that was fun. That was intense. That's competitive, competitiveness. Now I'm with you. When they lost Jaw, I didn't think they had a chance. I think Lakers go two up, right? And that injury was pretty nasty. Now the Lakers got to shoot well, and the reason why they won Game One was because of Austin Reeves and Rui Hapachamera. Wow, I'm really yeah. messing up all the names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they shot the lights out, and that's why they won the basketball game. It really wasn't LeBron, right? His his role, his co-star stepped up. But at LeBron's age, that's what he needs. If he's going to go win a, another title, he needs his, his supporting cast to win two games. LeBron can go win you a, a, a game six, right? A game seven. I, I That's coming from not a LeBron fan, right? That's coming from yeah, yeah. best second of all time. Yeah. Um, for them to win this series, I think they got to stay one up, right? Go up 2-1, tie 2-2. Go up 3-2, right? Try to close it there. If anything, I still think they can win in Memphis. Um, I still think the Lakers are going to win, and I hate saying that. I hate Lakers winning. I, <laughs> I've said it so much on this podcast, but I'm an honest man. I think they do win. Uh, they are the better team. I don't care what the regular season says. If the Lakers play the Lakers and they are healthy, and Anthony Davis isn't there and limping or getting hit in the eye or back, knee, whatever he gets injured with, right? They go win. He is Mr. Glass, man. My God. So I still have Lakers winning. Give it. Yeah, I mean, I've got Lakers winning here. I mean, you know how I feel about LeBron losing in the first round. I don't believe it happens very often. Uh, I think they're be- the better team when they do play their their game. I mean, tonight, I would say their shooting is atrocious. You're right about game one. It comes down to support and role players. I mean, Rui Huchimara and Austin Reeves to absolutely take off and do what they were able to do. Um, Speaks volumes. I mean, LeBron shot the ball one time and had zero assists in the fourth quarter. That Tell me when that would ever happen for a LeBron-led team, especially in a playoff game. And then tonight, you kind of see the opposite. I mean, they come out flat and dead to begin with. But on top of that, LeBron's 38 years old. He's got 28 and 12. AD shot two, was shooting five of 14 at one point tonight. D'Angelo Russell's shooting two of 10 at one point tonight. Rui didn't have the game he had the night before. Austin Reeves was like five of 12. I mean, not not his best night. I You got can't rely... I, I, I don't care of how big of a LeBron fan I am. I don't think that you can ask him to win you a series anymore at 38 years old you by himself. Series. By himself? Absolutely not. not like you said, like give him a game six, game seven. You need LeBron. We need two of your best games right now. He'll give that to you. But seven, do not ask him to do it for seven games straight anymore. And that would just be, that's unrealistic. That's unrealistic on his legs, on his body, everything. 
anything like that. So you got to have the support players making shots around them. If they are, that like you said, you're dangerous. And I think they're going to be more dangerous than not in this series. And moving forward, I think that they win this series as well. Yeah, we both have Lakers. Now, the West is so complex, and it can go either way. I'm it's just wide open, baby. It's a wild, wild West over there. Let's head over to the East where it might – it's this first round's easy. Um, let's talk Milwaukee and your Miami Heat. Uh, the play-in tournament was scary for you. It yeah. It was scary. You like? I am so blessed that the Hawks won, so we did not have to play y'all first round because – Miami and Boston always go some crazy series. Six, seven is going to happen, right? We'll get to the Boston series in a second. Let's talk Miami. They went and stole game one. Giannis got hurt. Giannis is out. This is this is the the what you write up on the whiteboard. Like, man, if Giannis was not there, we'd probably win this series, right? And it happens. But then you have tonight showing, and the series is all tied up, and they blow them out by 30-plus. I mean, oh, I wasn't 30-plus, but... Well, I mean, I mean, it might as well have been. I mean, the flow of the game, yeah, ended by, like, a 15-point difference. But, I mean, they beat us by 30. Exactly. And for them not to have their best player, that is scary. Miami yeah. is definitely... You're falling at the worst time. You're not playing your best basketball. There's not that Miami culture. that Miami, The Miami hustlers, I'm not seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Two years ago, last year, I was like, oh, my goodness, they get everything. They're making shots like they're dogs. And now I'm like, ah, I just don't see it. Milwaukee is very, very powerful. Giannis might just rest the rest of the series, right? Let's say they go down 2-1, he'll play. But if they go up 2-1, I wouldn't play Giannis, right? Because it's kind of the same, same thing with LeBron, right? Honestly, LeBron's same game. same thing right now with uh, both the Grizzlies and the Bucks. I would sit John game three, and I would sit Giannis in game three. It's a tied series. Yep. If you end up winning and you gave them an extra game of rest, power to you. If you end up losing, you can come back from that, but you also, they got a game of rest. So, yeah, end all be all. I think Bucks win this in six. I think maybe the Heat seal one more because, like, next year, next game will be like, oh, snap, here they come and winning one in Miami. I do think that'll happen. <laughs> so, I think they win in six, uh, commanding win in six for Milwaukee. I don't want to agree. I know. <laughs> but I've been saying, honestly, like I can come into this postseason saying, like, even as a fan of a team that's in the playoffs, I don't expect anything from the Miami Heat. Um, this that might postseason. be the best medicine. This postseason. Yeah, it's not, it's not that I don't think we have the talent or that we have the pieces. I mean, it's just it hasn't been our year. We haven't played together the same way. We haven't had that same persistence, the same fever on the basketball court as we had the last two seasons. Um, I just, it's, it's been off. It's been too inconsistent. Like you said, throughout the season, um, it was tough for us to even get through the play in game. I feel like that took a good amount out of us. I was surprised that we ripped off game one. Um, I want to have faith and say that this Giannis injury puts a chink in their armor and gives the Heat a shot to pull out this series. I don't think we make it any further than that regardless, but Please it's still love, still, <laughs> still, still love to think that. Um, I think this series comes down to how available is Giannis. If Giannis plays, starts playing, and is, like, healthy enough at least to be, like, 80 85%, Bucks are going to win this series. But if he stays out, I'm telling you right now, we're going to pull it off. We're going to pull it off somehow. Heard it here first. What hurts us, what hurts us, obviously, as well, 
and it's going to kill us in the next round is Tyler Hero being done for probably the playoffs. I mean, to, he's such a big instrument in our offense, and to lose him to the broken hand, that's detrimental. But does but, Duncan? Where's that? Yeah, at? I mean, yeah, and he Close? steps. He's hey, he he's going to step into the lineup. It looks like he got the start tonight, but uh, we lost by thirty, so obviously shit didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't run on Duncan. Yeah, right, right, not- man. He's making me flustered. I'm out here cursing on the podcast. I don't know what to do, but um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough road. I'm gonna root for the Heat, but I a part of my lo- all right. Emotions say Heat, logic says Bucks. There you all go. Right, right there. That's the most uh, information will take you through that right there. <laughs> on to the four or five matchup. We're we're gonna speed through these next ones, especially the next two. But Cavs, Knicks, Yank. I, I'm I'm stuck. This is probably one of the most hardest decisions I've had to make about who I think is gonna win the series. It is tied 1-1. And my gut, I'm just going to go with my gut. Because, like, they are so evenly matched. Brunson, Julius Randle, right? You have Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, uh, Donovan Mitchell on the other side, Darius Gardland. Um, So, I mean, you look at the stats, they're all so evenly matched. And for some reason, my gut is saying that the Knicks are going to stay the Knicks, lose really? the first round. I'm having Cavs um, in like six or seven. Oh, I'd love okay. to see this go to a seven-game oh. series. Okay. I think the Cavs show a little life here in the playoffs. And I think just because Donovan Mitchell can pop off, I think him being on this basketball club makes a huge difference. I think he pops off and goes absolute coach clutch mode to send him to the next round. I'm going to say, I love the matchup. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it goes at least six games. Um, gonna be interesting to see how New York bounces back, especially going back to this, to the Garden. Um, I just the Cavs had the better superstar, you know. That's that's just kind of what my decision comes down to. At the end Runs of the day, I long, trust like... I trust Donovan Mitchell more than anybody else on the court. Um, and that's and to me, that's that's really what it's gonna come down to. And then when I look at these first two games, right. I think for the Knicks, RJ Barrett just does not look like himself. Uh, his his shooting percentage is extremely low. He doesn't look comfortable in the flow of the game. There's talks of them benching him for the series. I mean, that that's a definite like that's a locker room di- like that's a dynamic thing. Like that screws up the flow of the of the team of the of the game of your lineup, all that stuff. So I think that's an issue. I, I just. I think Donovan Mitchell is the bigger superstar and gets it done at the end of the day. I think it goes six or seven games, but Cavs win. They they so got to win a series without LeBron, right? They got to. It's, it's about time. And don't get me wrong, like I was trying to say earlier, Jalen Brunson, like he's good too, but like I'm taking Donovan Mitchell with Brunson any day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to be one of those where I'm going to sit back and like, I really don't got a dog in the fight here. I'm just going to let them ball out, watch and see whoever comes on top. Like I'm not going to be surprised if the Knicks win, you know, or the Cavs. Um, Yank, these next two matchups. Do we even want to talk about them? Ready? Sixers and four. Nets are in rebuilding here. Cat, Embiid's going to go off. And Celtics in four. The Hawks can't deal with all the uh, superpower inside. The only reason why they beat the Heat was the offensive rebounds, and they're not going get to get get that against Robert Williams and Al Horford. Both of these teams want to win in four to take the rest. And obviously, if they both win in four, then they'll probably start that game a little bit sooner than um, 
like said, you know, but like if Philadelphia goes five, that's great for the Celtics. I mean, hey, more rest for us. They both went in four. They're the better teams, and that's the matchup everyone's circling. I don't want to call like say it's over, but it's over. We won by thirty in like twenty the past two games. So season. Well, I mean, is, I think there's I think there's three sweeps in the first round. I think Denver handles the Timberwolves. Yep. I think the Celtics sweep the Hawks, and I think the Sixers sweep the next the Nets. Um, if any of the those three, I would say the Nets might squeak one out against the Sixers, just because like I do like uh, Cam Johnson, I do um, like watching Spencer Dinwiddie, I do like watching some of these guys on the Nets ball out on offense from time to time. I mean, we watched a couple forty pointers from uh, Cam Johnson stringing those together earlier this season, so. You don't really necessarily know, but I think that the Sixers played their worst game possible in, in game two, yeah. um, especially at least offensively. I mean, neither but neither team could score at all, and then they ended up still winning that game. So to me, that's their best chance there. And then the Cel- the Celtics are just on a mission, man. They they really are. They y- your seeds look very very good. They they are feeling the pain and the hurt. From last year's finals, I I, I just think this Jaylen is around looking nice. Yeah, yeah, man. I just hey, what did I say? When it comes to playoff time, J JV might be better than JT. That's all I'm saying. And if Robert Williams stays healthy too, that's our board dominance. And you know what's gonna be the difference maker? Malcolm Brogdon. I said it since we picked him up in the offseason. He's gonna be the facilitator up. on the it's bench. A huge pickup basketball in high situations, right? Then when the situation gets tough, give him the ball, let him facilitate, give it to JT, boom, pull up, it's over. Um, we got we yeah, got the dudes. They, they they look like the best team in basketball right now. The thing that I hate is Vegas odds have them predict like they predicted the Celtics to win the finals, and I don't like that. I don't like being out front. That guess what? We got the target on the back. So, hey, well, I mean, we were talking about. I mean, this was JT's revenge year, so. You can't – you, you lose in the finals. There's only one revenge to that. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all the playoffs. We got through them all a little bit longer, but, ladies and gentlemen, it is about to go down. Woo! All right, here we go. Finale time. The finale. Out the way, and it's all about the show. The show down now. Here we go. Awards. And we got a few to go through, but we're going to start with the best and worst takes of season three here on the Mickey Zizzy <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think we're going to go worst takes first. Woes, get the woes out the way. So, uh, Mickey, Mickey, tell me what you got. Uh, yes, to remind all those people who are listening, we like to do this to cap off the year. We have some hot takes, some really bad takes. We also have some really good takes. We like to consider ourselves expert analysts, but, you know. Uh, we're wrong sometimes, and that's what we're going to highlight here. <laughs> Later on, we'll be doing best take. Then we'll be talking about the moment of the year throughout our Mickey Zizzy uh, season, like whatever the biggest moment that happened throughout the season. And then the most valuable interviewee, and then the highly anticipated all-star listener game. But here are my worst take nominations, and here we go. Worst take, Arizona winning March Madness. How'd that work out for me, Yank? Lost in round one. Let's stick with college March Madness. San Diego State losing first round. How did that work out? Also for pretty me? bad. Yeah, also hurtful. Um, Bears winning the NFC North. We have the first round draft pick, or had, I should say. 
that didn't look too good for me either. And Chet Holmgren being great, he didn't play a single game. <laughs> I had some pretty bad takes. I had some pretty bad takes. You know, it makes it sound so much worse when we say it out loud on some of them. Like, you know, like it makes it sound because like when I read through it, and like, I don't know, I hear I hear them out loud and like that Arizona one really stands out to me. But then we talk about it and, you know, the Bears really did get the number one pick overall. I think I got to go Bears, unfortunately. Oh, no. Gotta go Bears. And I don't even want to say that because it's like, I think y'all found your quarterback. I think you guys scored 30 points a game to end the season. But number one overall pick with the division? Nah, that's, that's bad. That's bad, Mick. That's bad. And there it is. Mickey's worst take. The Bears winning the NFC. Get the, Bear, get the Bears on the show. Let's go. All right. Well, we typically talk about the Bears, but I don't want to talk about them no more. Uh, yes, it was a, one of the worst careers, uh, the worst seasons I've seen um, with only three wins. I think it's the worst I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, so that's really, really unfortunate. Mr. Zizzy, hit us with your worst takes because I feel real bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um. So to take some of the some of the blame off of Mickey, because like you said, we can't we can't all be right, man. Like I ask me a championship winner, I'll tell you that. But the Zizzy's worst takes of season three. Let, let's just rip the band-aid. Uh and the Chiefs, the Super Bowl winning Chiefs, they were gonna finish last in the AFC West. That that I remember that. That was a very I was adamant that that was gonna happen. Um Shane McClanahan, the 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 man, the myth, the legend, my my homie, starting All Star game pitcher. I was talking about first batter. He set, he's sitting him down first batter. I, I I think I think that ended in a home run. So that that was pretty unfortunate. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. I just think all year that looked bad, right? Like it all did. all year never... they looked pretty poor. Like they made playoffs, and I was just like, don't worry, there's hope. But no, no. And uh, I believe the last one was Baker Mayfield was going to lead the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs. Did he even start the whole year? And then keep the job. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yank. Yeah, it's pretty bad takes. Uh, obviously, we have some hot takes on this show, but Yank, in my eyes, there's a clear winner. <laughs> and you're really, really good at predicting the Super Bowl, so that's what even makes it worse. But having the Kansas City Chiefs, who's been hot in the past, to get last in the AFC West, last, that is definitely the winner. That is your worst take of the year, Kansas City Chiefs being last in the AFC West. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Woo. What was I thinking that day? What were we doing? I don't know what you were thinking. I had a winning, so I think I maybe had to go second. But um, let's move on to the best takes. Let's change the vibe. All right. All we're right. we're All good right. on this we show. Here we go. We have we go. great, great takes, and here's the reason why. All right. My best takes was the Broncos being the worst in the AFC West. So the opposite of you, actually kind of the same. But I predicted that the Broncos will let's ride to the bottom of the AFC West. Um, that was a pretty good take on my part. Houston Cougars being frauds. I felt like that was definitely a great take. I knew they couldn't do it, make a deep run, etc. Um, Celtics win the ECF. A little bit of uh, bias there, but can't go wrong with a, a trip to the NBA Finals. 
And then there's some controversy with this, which we will talk about later, but Jalen Hurts being the best fantasy quarterback. I know you drafted him in a few other leagues. I called it out. Jalen Hurts is going to be a dog this year with A.J. Brown as well, another highlight weapon. Um, but we'll talk about the controversy with that um, later on, but I do. Uh, I know I've said it a whole bunch throughout the year of the NFL. Those are my nominations for best take. All right. And like I said, switching up the vibe, making you feel smart, making you feel good. Um, Pretty good. For me... I, I love the Jalen Hurts take. I do just because I think that's like a per, a conversation that you and I have had so much now that we have like a little bit of personal bias to it. But like, I mean, you really did call it not to the point to where you called it that. I mean, but this guy just is now the highest paid player in the NFL because of this past season's performance. So there's a lot going on to that. But I think based on predictability, you saying that the Broncos were going to finish last in ASC West has got to be your uh, best take of, of season three. Just, I, I mean, everyone was preaching it. Oh, they went and got Danger Russ. They got everything. All they were missing oh. was the quarterback. They're going, this is it. They got the defense. They got, well, they had handle injuries. Russ isn't who he's supposed to be. The coaching's terrible. Last place. What a call, Nick. What a call. Thank you, thank you. And that was one of the things I got a lot of beef for. Like, really? How could you do that? Right? Even was one of our right? streets on the channel. Uh, yeah, so I thank you. That was a great, great take uh, way back yonder. So we'll have to see where I put them this year. Uh, moving on. Um, Mr. Zizzy, your best takes. Hit them with me. Uh, best takes of season three for Zizzy. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start with one that I think was kind of mutual, actually, in a way, but uh, I I know that I was adamant from week one on. They might be good in the regular season, but playoffs are coming, and they got to choke, and we're talking about the Vikings playoff choke. I mean, we, we, we call it from maybe week three on. <laughs> it did not matter, and that's a take that I will stand by. Um, so the Vikings choking in the playoffs. Um Chet Holmgren, uh, kind of flipping your worst take. It wasn't that I don't think that he's not good. It's not that I don't think that he's not good enough. I've said that the skill is there. But I also said he was getting injured first half of the season because he's not big enough yet. And he didn't even make it to the season, Mickey. So we're we're, we're good. We're good there. Good call. Got to love that. Um, and then my last two, uh, again, I kind of went a fantasy route with one. Um Kind of probably up there for a lot of people, though, so pretty common. But Justin Jefferson to be the best fantasy wide receiver, I mean, I think it's just there's a there's so many great talents at that position that you never truly know going into any given year. But to see what he did was great. And then the final one is uh, the March Madness Bracket Challenge winner, baby. UConn winning the national championship. It's tough to pick a winner, but I do it most of the time. So I like to, I like to, like to brag a little bit. You got a lot of great takes. Uh, you know, Chet Holmgren, I do like. Uh, that was a good one. I mean, a lot of people thought about it as well. Same with Justin Jefferson. I too love the Vikings, but I have to give the man his flowers. Mr. Zizzy, you are very good at choosing champions. Yep. You got to make that to a trophy. That's what you got to do. That better become a trophy. I would. I would if it didn't taste so good, man. Maybe well, after, after it's empty. Yeah, okay. After okay. It's empty. All right. I got you. I got you. Um, you call winning uh the national championships your best take. I mean, to choose out of the 64 teams, right? 68, if you really want to uh, you know, with the playing yeah, tournament. Four and four out, all that. Four out. Uh to choose the winners. 
quite the take from day one and showing on the bracket. So that is your best take of the year, UConn winning the national championship. Woo! I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel very proud of that one. It was more so just like, not, I tried to tell everybody on the podcast and nobody went with me. Not one other person. Nobody it's UConn. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I guess I'm the only one that watches the Big East tournament. It's fine. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> um no awesome good takes bad takes we have had all out of them but that's what we do here on the show that's what we love doing that's why we love doing this podcast um uh, moving on now let's talk about the moment of the year we talk about the biggest thing that happened in the mickey zizzy season of season three now a lot of big things happened see that trophy right there yeah nfl pickums champion your dog fantasy champion this guy right here NSC March, uh, NCA March Madness champion, right here. We are cha- oh, yo, bring on the fans this year. Y'all gotta step it up for season. Hey, four. we high, the, baby. This is the first year we beat the fans, and you're over here saying, so "Bring right. it on, like, dude." Hey, they're pretty good. Um, so I really want to go with us just winning our events here on the Mickey Z podcast, but, but. <laughs> Uh, gonna keep a real, real no. Uh, the Demar Hamlin story is definitely gonna go to. Bro, I hate when we steal and agree, but at the same. Is time, it really yours? Yes, it is. It we is. uh typically have that here on this show. We typically do choose the same moment of the year, but this was the one time where everyone came together, and it wasn't about football, right? It was the people mm-hmm. first, the athlete first, the person and his family first. We all came together. All the prayers came together, and like the overall community of. The entire world, dare I say, um, really came together and just all rooted for one thing. And that's what we need more in this world. It's just root for one thing. Everyone get excited. Stop being so, you know, cut in the middle, like arguing with one another. We all came together and it's just so powerful to see and to see him healthy and to see him potentially play again. Um, that's going to give me even more goosebumps uh, when he steps on that field again. Because I know he technically is cleared um, for workouts and whatnot. So. That is my moment of the year is the DeMar Hamlin story and beating death. I mean, is um, crazy as it sounds, uh, super happy for him and that he was able to survive it all. Yeah, I mean, this is the finale. We love to have a, like, jubilant mood and all that, you know? <laughs> like, we're out here being jubilant and having fun. God, the vocabulary is on point today. But I just am saying... Like the world stopped for like a, a day, a week, however long that we want to say that that was capturing the attention of just all of us. But I mean, it was conversations that we had with friends, with loved ones, with anybody and anybody that was a sports fan. Um, honestly, people that weren't sports fans knew about this because, like you said, this was a moment where we took a step back from the sports side of things. And I mean, it's similar with our podcast. Like, yeah, Mickey and I love coming on here and talking about sports all the time. And it's something that we're both very passionate about. But at the end of the day, like we are enjoying life and get to do all the little things that come with living day to day with that. Um, and, and we enjoy that. And there's great, there's peaks and valleys to that. And with the DeMar Hamlin situation, I mean, like you said, this is beating and cheating death um, in a very scary moment. That was super serious, super surreal. Couldn't believe it was happening when it did. But we made it through. And DeMar, man, DeMar most importantly, made it through. Yeah. And like you said, for us to be doing this finale 
And for us to be doing the moment of the year and talking about DeMar Hamlin with the news literally just breaking yesterday <laughs> that right. he is cleared to play football again. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. And I just, I think that you said it all when you're saying that it kind of encapsulates everyone into just one moment of humanity and support and love for one another as people rather than just these are people with helmet on. Think about how often we don't see these guys' faces or anything on the field. We don't know what half of them look like really or what their personalities are, but we got to see a complete outpouring from across the NFL community, the world, everybody, and that that was something super special. And it shows, you know, a lot of those people like, hey, you never know. Like go out and get your dreams, not just in football, right? Not just in games and in sports, but go out and just just do it because you never know what can happen. One thing at some certain time can really change your life forever. So, yeah. Mar Hamlin for both Mr. Zizzy and I is the moment of the year. Prayers up and the prayers um, everyone sent were, you know, super thoughtful. Um, Awesome, awesome segment right there. Uh, yeah. We are going to get back to that jubilant uh Jubilation. Jubilant, jubilant. I, I I feel like jubilant might not be the right word, but jubilant definitely. So um yes, but here we go. We are going to reveal the most valuable interview of the year. Here we go. Most valuable interview. We Woo! Live and in person. Let's get live it. Live and in person. So Mr. Zizzy, you better get out a calculator because here we go. We're gonna start off with Bo Cornwell. He was our three seed. All right. So he only did have one more listen. All right, so not a great start for the guy. All right, so remember, everyone who is listening, it is the most you get, like, how much you grow, okay? How many views or listens? People are like, wow, you only get that many views and listens? Yeah, all right, watch it, all right, okay? Uh, be nice, I should say. <laughs> um, So we are at one, and then he did go up 123 to 136. So that is 13, a total of 14, quote-unquote, points, which is pretty good, which is pretty good okay. to move on up. Okay. Okay. Um, which last year he did put up 54 points that did get him the champion. So Woo! he went up 14 quote unquote points. Where's the love, Bo? Tell him to go go get all your friends. Tell him what's up. Go tell him what's up. Uh moving on to Mr. Jack Cochran, the Super Bowl champion. Starting off rough, he did only get six extra points on the YouTube. So six there. And then I gotta scroll down here and go check out. Like I said, y'all, we are doing this live. And in person. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, we might have an upset because Jack Cochran only got six. Six points. Oh! that's No crazy. extra listens? None. Oh, no my extra. goodness. So, y'all, right now, Jack Cochran is... Oh, my goodness. Bo has a chance to win it. Um, Which, end all, be all, would be... Oh, no, okay, wouldn't be the least amount of wins. So, we will have... Okay, here we go. To Carter... Happel, the most listened oh to, uh, or most viewed and listened to uh, of this past year. Okay. Oh, yank. We might already have a winner. He um, went up 14. Oh, no. 14. So we are tied depending on the views. Does he have a listen? No, that we, does he have a view? Oh, okay. You did that. It was 14 listens. Does he not have a view? He has. Two views. Oh, Carter, okay. you had me going for a second, man. I'm not gonna. Carter, lie. Apple. 
Congratulations. You are the most valuable interview. I'll be contacting him soon. But you are the most valuable interview of this past year. It was a close one. It was a close race. But congratulations. You'll be getting your plaque, your certificate. You'll be getting your shirt. Go rock that Mickey Zizzy merch. Uh, congratulations to Carter Happel. Now, man. Big snaps. Yes, big, big snaps. We're going to message him right now. Uh, it is pretty late, y'all. So uh, we probably won't be calling, but we'll see what he says. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to send that real quick. Now, Yank, we got to do some more live things um, on the podcast. Tell them what it's all about. Oh, live and in person. This is for the uh, last event of the year. And all of a sudden, now I'm going to be blanking on it. Uh, we do biggest. Oh, goodness. What we got? What we got on the agenda? I got it written down and I lost my page. The most valuable are uh, all-star listener game. Oh, thank you. Jeez. Yes. The one I've been the one I've been beyond nervous about all night. Yeah. Thank you. All-star listener game. Woo! We did a live and in-person draft. The teams have been set. Everybody was notified. And I believe everybody submitted a response. Well, um, we don't know. Cause if I'm being honest, I don't know if my man Daniel Brown did or okay. not. Okay. We are we're we got some got some nerves that are setting in here. But that's the beauty about doing everything live in person. We get to find out and react the exact same way as you guys would. So um our survey this year was I want to say it was 10 questions. Yep, around 10 questions. The points were all divvied up. I think it ended up being mm -hmm like 11 if we really want to get down to it um yeah now just to clarify for those that were a part of the game this year there may or may not have been some skewed answers uh by yours truly by both of us uh the hosts um that, that i guess we'll both take credit you know but uh, i will definitely take credit for <laughs> uh, no, i didn't want to throw you under the bus and be like you did document but at the same time. No, it was completely my fault. I definitely goofed up. Uh, we're going to be talking about it because there's <laughs> controversy with it all. Um, I do apologize. I am pulling it up. Uh, I had everything else ready for the other two takes. But that's like the fun thing about doing it live. Because typically in the past, y'all, uh, we have done the uh, – I would receive all the answers and then just know and then be waiting to tell everyone, like freaking out. You know what I'm saying? But this year we decided to do it live to make it a little bit more suspenseful uh, and whatnot. So we're going to load that puppy up real quick because, of course, technology is only good, y'all, when it wants to work. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Ziz? And it's never when you need it to work. I found that out as well. Oh, my goodness. This is really going to make me upset. Yeah. So. Wow. And on today's episode. <laughs> on today's forecast. Today's forecast. Gosh, Mr. You're together. <laughs> um, no, thanks again to all those people. I will repeat those teams on Mr. Zizzy's team. He had the delays. He had Halo delay! Robin delays. Well, I guess one of them is technically a Heinz now, but still, but still. Um and uh Brad my Pace. man, Brad Pace, the surprise selection, which well, I don't know, even... I know, but I know he was on it. He answered very quickly. So I, I do know that at the very least, a little nervous about the point totals. 
Haley, we discussed this. I know you're going to be out there hearing this. If do not upset me. <laughs> we um, can't lose to this guy. We can't have you live in the same household. <laughs> and then on Team Mickey, it was uh, the MVP from last year, Cheyenne Mino. It was Isaac Hahn, and it was Daniel Brown. So, oh my goodness, this thing's really going to bother me. Wow, I thought it would all work. So we might be live looking. Did I not make it on here? Man, everyone's going to be like, this is trash. I'm done listening. (laughs) (laughs) I should have found it before. Like I said, we're all, we're trying to go into this. Uh, We're going to see if we can get on the computer. Oh my goodness. Here we go. We're pulling it up live, (laughs) y'all. We are trying our absolute best here. We're absolutely killing it out here. No, we're not. We are just trash. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we do apologize, everyone. This is the most. Now it's becoming. No, it's not like it's the finale or anything. Right. Didn't have an Oh, my gosh. Yank. Oh, no. I already think I lost. Because there's only five responses. What do you mean? Oh, boy. Are we missing a response? We are missing. Because, hey, I have lost this way before, but I have never won this event, so I will be ecstatic if that's how it's going to go down. Oh, my God. The the face that Vicky has is so upset. Well, this hurts. Oh, Oh boy. Uh, I just need to hear it. I need to hear it be made official. Okay. Well, this sucks. Okay. The people are the people are waiting. Alrighty. Well, this is absolutely awful on my end. Um because Daniel Brown did not submit it. Oh let's go. <laughs> Y'all, this might just be the worst ever because I want to have an asterisk <laughs> next to this. Because I didn't even, I should have, I, we need an editor. Whoever wants to get hired as an editor. I did an absolutely poor job. I am putting myself on the hot seat. Uh, Shyamino, he scored 52 points. We had. Wow. How many total was it? I forget. 69. Um, it was 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 52 points for Cheyenne Mino. Haley and Cheyenne both got the answer wrong of uh, Josh Allen uh, should have been the fantasy scorer. So we're technically counting those points. Uh, So actually seven plus 52. So technically 59 points. Um, That still don't make sense. Yeah. 59 points because uh, we've been saying all year that Jalen Hurts was the chain. It was my personal like person. I thought it scored the most fantasy points. And on the podcast, there was one point where I said Josh Allen went. Uh, so they went back. They actually showed me the clip. <laughs> they went back and searched yeah. it out. Haley yep. So technically, Cheyenne and Haley both had 59. So that's great, right? Coming yeah. into it. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. How many did Brad say he had? I want to see what he told you. He told me 31. 
31. <gasps> Did Brad not submit it? Oh, oh my God. soul. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so upset because there was not a name thing. I thought it would say the emails back. So that's how bad this is. Um, Wow, we might have to do a redraw. This is absolutely bonkers. Zizzy, this oh, is the worst no. possible live thing ever in the history of podcasts. And I am the so organization excited. was not there. I thought I had it all organized. I didn't. Uh, but uh 40 points. We're going with Brad. Pace scored 40. Okay, it might have been 41. Yeah, I don't know. It said something around those lines. Uh next was Isaac, who had 50. Okay, okay, okay. That's expected. I expected a good number from Isaac. And then Robin had 47. There we Okay, okay. So I might need to go do some research real quick. You might I, need to do some clarification, but I'm going to go ahead and stand by it. I might, I'm making some dang phone calls. This is stand up, baby. Let's go. What an embarrassing. <laughs> I might just cut this from the live feed. This was absolutely bonkers. Um, tragic on my end to not fill it out because I know Robin did. You said Brad did, and so did Haley. Um, so it's definitely got to be DB. Um, that's but, a bad hey, one. Like I said, I'm going to stay hype. I'll let, we will clarify in the background. We apologize for the fun and the confusion. But this is the Mickey's Izzy podcast. The most anticlimactic thing, because I thought it was all good. I hate it. But 146 to 109, Mr. Zizzy wins his first all-star listener game. That was poor coaching on my point. I didn't check in with all my players. Uh, let the moment get Come on, man. This is like basic fantasy. Set your lineup. I, I thought it was all set, set and done. And it was not. And the big zero is going to hurt. Hurt for the squad, but congratulations as you are the uh, you I finally won your first ever All Star Listener game. I did this for your wife. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh man, Haley is just gonna be ecstatic to know that we won. And technically, I mean, Cheyenne and her both scored the same amount of points. So Cheyenne was trying to go back to back for the MVP. You will not, not today. Haley Hines is MVP. Uh, well, Yank, that's all our awards. The most <laughs> so bad, dang um, ladies and gentlemen, everyone who is listening, thank you so much for listening to this long. I bet no one is on the uh, podcast. Hey, hey, I will never, I will never doubt it because if it was me on the other end, I'd be laughing my butt off right now. So that's all that um, absolutely fun. Uh, it's electric season two, bigger and better. We will be coming out, we'll probably be taking a two week kind of break, get ready. Uh, kind of let the playoffs sizzle out a little bit and come back with some new logos. Everything's going to get crazy good. We won't release what the motto is until the new logo comes out. Be uh, ready to check out on the social media, on the Twitter's our biggest platform. Otherwise, hit us up on the Snapchat. Remember, as always, you can come along. You could be just like Carter Happel, which I think he did message back. He said, oh, this is a live response. Let's go. That's sick. Let's ride, baby. Get him the shirt. Hold up, we're gonna see if he's uh if he can hear. We're calling him. Oh god, calling him at just past eleven o'clock at on a Wednesday night. No big deal. To ruin our live stream even more. Oh no, there is no such thing. <laughs>
even better. Oh my hear. goodness. I wonder if it would hear it though, because like I remember I tried to play music last week. That didn't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No answer. But there you go. Let's go. That's sick. Absolutely amazing. Um, not amazing, but it is what it is. We thank you so much for listening to this season, to this episode of the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Any last takes? Team on here, expected to win an all-star listener game. And I blow it on every single, like, worst. Hey, you, hey. Next year <laughs> is me prepping the all We call it Dino Minds. You blew it up, baby. Let's ride. Let's go. now. but uh, to everyone, no, thank you again. Another season in the books. We're coming back. Only other thing, this mod- this season model was bigger and better, and we plan to keep doing that every year. So uh, let- let's do it one more time. But if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we're cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.